You are listening to a Core Awareness Seminar by Liz Cook. Her website is www.coreawareness.com. That's C-O-R-E awareness.com. Please note that Core Awareness is a trademark signature of Liz Cook, her workshops, seminars, books, and CDs. The information presented in the seminar is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose of the seminar is to provide information and to simply educate. The author and publisher shall have neither liability nor responsibility to any person or entity with respect to any loss, damage, or injury caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly by the information, suggestions, explorations, or exercises contained within the seminar or written in response to the seminar. The author is not a medical authority, and she is not qualified to diagnose or prescribe any therapy. The information is simply her personal opinion. Please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have. excited. I have Frank Carbone with me and I'm going to give you a little intro. I'm going to basically read it from my my website. Frank is a continuum movements teacher trained by Emily Conrad and you worked with her for at least 15 years if not longer. Uh, You're a prenatal perinatal practitioner trained by Ray Costanello and I'll let you kind of tell that story a little bit. You're a singer, songwriter, producer, and you're certified in womb surround process workshops, which is a ability to facilitate Ray Castellino's method. Castellino. Castellino, thank you. And the creator of Womb Continuum. But you're so much more too, it just keeps going on. And one of the things is you've done a lot with uh, supporting families and babies and adults with pre and uh, perinatal consultations. You're a gyrotonics practitioner, uh, uh, Sivananda, a yoga teacher. Say it again. Shivananda. Shivananda. Ah, uh, see, I don't know my my. Yeah, I hung out in the ashram there for. Oh, there you go. And then you have you're a Reiki master and a biodynamic cranial sacral therapist, and uh, let's throw in a few other things. Um, but you've done a, a lot of stuff, and you're a a, a born New Yorker. And mm-hmm. let's jump. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about because you are a fascinating, fascinating man. I met you through Emily Conrad. Right. You were one of the only men who would show up. Although, as I uh, as I hung out with Emily, I was amazed at how many men showed up for her in her world because what we were doing uh, is often thought as very feminine work, but actually she she was such a, a force to reckon with and so intelligent that she drew people, humans from all over the world and also a lot of men and um and so you know i don't want to say that you were one of the only because you weren't but you were one of the you were one of the smaller group of teachers who were really being educated so i don't know where you want to begin today to kind of talk about what you understand in this 
whole idea of movement or uh, somatic health or, uh, but I know I want to go ask you some questions, but I'm going to just throw the ball to you first, Frank. Well, I, you know, we're acknowledging Emily here. And so to say uh, in my journey early on with her, there wasn't a lot of men. And it was it was an interesting thing where I would find myself in big groups of women and be the only man there at times. I mean, it was very interesting. So I got to really see and understand as more men started coming towards continuum and um, even the pre and perinatal work, I think Emily created a space for men to soften certain layers around uh, pleasure and, you know, which, you know, acknowledging and, you know, looking and finding pleasure in the body and not using the body just as an instrument or, you know, a very yang uh, charge thing, which uh, of course, you know, we take that into consideration, but the deconstructing and the, to be able to breathe into, uh, let's say my body, the way I am, um, and from a creative place of the other things in my life, like playing music that were very fascinating to Emily, um, and she would, you know, debrief my music and certain songs were her favorites. And so the essence of creativity is, is a big wave of um, what, where I like to hang out. Absolutely. And she was a creative soul. And I think one of the things that brings us both into this conversation in a different way is that I am not a therapist. And although you've become a therapist through various places, we both come from the creative and to me, Emily was a creative human being, and her 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 juice was the the innovation of the organism and of creativity and showing up here and not how do we dissolve the insistence on homeostasis and keeping things the same and objectifying and solidifying and. I find myself unique in that dynamic as I see you unique in that dynamic because creativity is really the essence of what we're both kind of fostering, I would say. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, it is um, it is my primary intention to always fill my days from a creative place. The creation of a new day creates a new sequence of events in one day like we're in this event right now at, you know, it's almost 12 o'clock here in New York. Uh, and we're in the sequence of, uh, you know, not the beginning of our day, we're moving towards the middle of our day. And there's so much creativity and juice happening. And I can feel the excitement when we sit together because uh, we're creative people. Uh, all the things we know and from the left side of my brain that I've taken on and learned uh, only have happened because I, I approached it from a creative place. I mean, I had to step back and be able to find a new entry point other than, you know, just read and that type of uh, work. So coming to Continuum and then being very interested in creativity of uh, embryology. Yeah, so let's go into that. Ray Castellino, was that the first uh, conversation with around embryology? Like, how did you, how did you all, you know, evolve into why is embryology something that enticed you? Well, when I was doing my early work with Emily, um, and I came upon her work uh, through Gyrotonic, actually, 
I was, oh, wow. in, I was in a Miami a training in Miami. Somebody had just come back from a, a depths retreat with Emily and Susan Harper. Right. And she was moving so slow that nobody wanted to work with her. Right. So it was like, okay, pick a partner. People started running. It was like a cartoon. Yeah. And it was just me and her left standing there because, you know, I'm not running around anywhere. So uh -huh. I said, oh, I guess it's me and you. And I got fascinated by um, uh, slow. Yeah, she was going really slow. And that was fine for me. You know, it was really cool. And it was at some point I was doing something. I made a sound that she thought was a blur. <laughs> she says, have you ever done continuum before? I says, oh, isn't that the woman that does the stuff with the fish? You know, I used to think, because Emily was on the cover, I have the yoga journal in 1987. Oh, wow. Have, oh, Lord. Yeah. You have to show it to me sometime. Not I have it. I mean, it's okay. right here. Oh, good. Good. I was not, I want to see this. I was in okay. there in 99, but... Uh, Oh my gosh, I've never seen that. So this is uh, uh, no, November 1987. Thank you. I have a few copies and I frame this one because it's in perfect condition. Oh, and, wow. and her, her uh, thing is called Dancing in the Dark. It's a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. So um, that's, that was my only knowledge of her. I love the synchronicities of things. Yeah, the synchronicities. So, I mean, that led me to... Um, going to, I think I did 13 or 14 workshops with her the first year. I just kept traveling. All the money I had put together by teaching gyrotonic, I spent like a, traveling around. I was like a groupie, you know? Oh. <laughs> so, so. And I would hear Ray's name ah. in her circles. Okay. So I kept hearing Ray Castellino, Ray Castellino. And then I assisted a uh, a continuum workshop with Emily up in Omega, the Omega Institute in upstate New York. And there was a woman there that um, never did continuum before. And I started working with her uh, in the afternoon. I was just teaching her a little stuff. And then I came back to Manhattan and I was in a gyrotonic session and I walked past her. She says, oh my God, you're the uh, continuum teacher. I says, yeah, you do gyrotonic. I says, well, I merged gyrotonic with continuum. That's what I was doing with gyro when I first came into continuum. And she turned me on to Ray. You know, we were in sessions doing continuum with gyrotonic. So we were going totally outside the lines. You know, you know, gyrotonic is, you know, real dancer, you know, all proper, you know, and then, you know, we're coming in with, oh, and making sound and people are looking at us like, what the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> it's like really funny. I actually got clients because Your of it. Lines all of a sudden. Yeah. The lines yeah. Are yeah. And so meeting her. And so one day she's like, you have to meet this guy, Ray Castellino. He's out in California and he does womb surrounds. I go womb surrounds. Meaning like, you know, my mind went real like meaning like you can go right back into the womb and like recreate yourself. And she's like, well, it's something like you can reapproach your birth in a different way and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, that two weeks after that, I was in a womb surround with Ray in upstate New York. He just happened to be coming to town. Synchronicities, yes. Yeah, and that's the, the whole idea of womb continuum really came because I was sitting on a backjack for so long, listening and fascinated by the te his tempo was so slow. I mean, he was moving and talking that we were able to metabolize every word. I was like, wow, this is fascinating. 
Uh, I don't know what this is yet, but I'm like, this would be better with continuum because we're sitting so much, you know, just so much of being in one shape in a backjack. You know, I was moving around and I get fidgety and I'm, he's offering to lay down and I lay down and this and that. And I just kept thinking, oh man, I would love to get into some continuum here. And the words womb continuum, like, like lightning came into my body, into my presence. And I've been surfing that wave ever since. I mean, it was just an idea that um, now is making a lot of sense, you know, and I'm facilitating womb surrounds with continuum. It makes total sense because that's how we came into being in the first place. Exactly. It just it was like you know, thinking about it or listening. I mean, sound was so important, but I can yeah. see that that womb continuum is a beautiful, a beautiful blend of of the two. As so so many systems can be yeah. in with going into this micro movement, these these primal gestures that we don't even we, we don't orchestrate them. They they move us. So I asked you, you know, was there a question that I wanted, you know, you wanted to be asked when you're interviewed that nobody asked, and you started to go in to a conversation around sound, and I, I want you to pick that thread up if you, if you can, and 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 say more about that. Yeah. We don't always get asked the question that would really, you know, allow you to go where you need and want to go today. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, it's something where, um, you know, I'm, I, today I'm on this thing of like the movement of sound, mm. the movement of sound, you know, my words are coming out of my mouth. I hear you speaking words. We communicate that way. We understand the words that are being spoke, but see my hand, see my, my gangster Italian, you know making meatballs and sauces you know this is how we so i don't have to say anything just feel this you know there's a lot of movement there if you slow things down you slow this down you know i'm making this movement and there's sound inside that that movement so there's the movement and then the movement of the sound. So it's multi-layered, multi just like, you know, my hand, our body, right? Skin, bones, muscle, water, you know? Today, cytoplasm, looking at the cell and the cytoplasm inside the cell, you know? And, you know, all of the energetic body um, and the gestures that we make, you know, from a continuum standpoint, and then, you know, just finding um, gestures because if I move my hands quickly I'm missing part of the movie of the sensuality that's non-sexual but just being able to feel the, you know myself in a in a sensuous way you know yes in a living way a living way being a, you know a living life yeah eros is as you know I, I heard you know Emily was the first person I really heard her speak to eros as in, as not sex, but as life, as living, li living. You know, it's everything that's alive has is eros. It's a it's the flow. Yeah. And when I, you know, from my standpoint and my my observation, 
you know, being in a room and we've been in rooms together with 30, 40 people in their continuum and, you know, they're all in suspensions. It's, it is like they're in the womb. They're like a very, it's a very embryonic gesture. I mean, I used to sit there and be like, wow, this is almost too much at times, you know, it was just so much life and it was just coming on. And now it's very well grounded, you know, I mean, finding Ray and really the way I've been able to look at sequencing, you know, the sequence of movement, you know, the um, five points of movement. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about so, that. You know, the, from a, a very simple sequencing is um, there's before, like before the call, we were organizing the get here. Then we started the call. So that's the second part. Now we're somewhere around the middle. And then at some point we'll come to the end of the call and then we'll go on to integrate after mm -hmm. so before and the after kind of it's a circle because yeah. as we finish this we're you know we're going like this exit stage left to, to the next thing we're doing in our day and yeah. that's how time organizes itself so you know what's very interesting is us here in three-dimensional space time Mm -hmm. and the acknowledgement and the creativity of us as a living process yeah. and slowing down enough you know all i all I, we have to do is say oh let's slow down and really feel our hands mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and then you know we can get descriptive they're warm mm -hmm. maybe soft yeah. and there's like lines on them and I, you know, I can use a pedicure, <laughs> but I can feel the edges of my, yeah, I can feel the edges of my uh, nails and, and, it, and it's interesting to me and it helps me uh, like my diaphragm, let's go a little bit. So that's, that's the relevance of what we were talking about, like how does acknowledgement of embryology and being able to access all the way back bring us uh, to a resource in the present moment. Well, it's pleasure and a pleasure of being in it. Right. So a pause and a downshift is a way to to be in that. You know, if I'm driving around and I get to, you know, here in New York, stopping at a red light actually is pleasurable to me. You know, things <laughs> slow down for a minute. You know, and there's all this other stuff going on. And I'm like, wow, um, you know, I'm here nested here uh, as a cranial sacral therapist in, in, in a place right here in Queens, but I'm teaching them uh, about the embryo and I'm teaching them about continuum and making sound and slowing down because there's, there's the nervous system, the social nervous system post COVID. And I think we talked about this. I think Emily would have appreciated the COVID anatomy the anatomy of the post-COVID situation sequence that we've all been in, everybody has a take on it, right? And they're expressing it in different ways. And from my view, it's uh, people are pretty stressed out because they're holding it and they don't know how to slow it down. It's still spinning quickly. <clears throat> so sequencing is very important. Wow. Feeling sequencing. When I teach, when I work and teach um, in my womb surrounds, uh, sequencing, being able to feel the sequence of every movement, and continuum is beautiful because if you have 
a few hours to get into your process. Um, and I don't like to use the word dive, and Emily never did, um, because it's fast. You know, I call it entering into the process, yeah. tiptoeing in or exhaling in, and you have that time. You know, you could be fascinated with the sensation of making the movement, and then you can even break it down to like, where did that impulse come from? Yes. Where did that, where did my impulse come from to do this? Yeah. What was happening before this yes. that made this? Yes. And, and then where is this going to go? Yes. <laughs> that's where the pause is such a, a, a beautiful, I'm hearing people speak about pauses more, but the, when I first was introduced to the pause, it, it opens up the field in, in yes, it a way in which you can notice um, an impulse. You can notice uh, 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 the origins of the impulse. You, you begin to feel into what I call longing and, mm. and, 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 uh, and, and to me, so as in particular, speaks to a longing. What the organism wants is to self-actualize, like to sh fully blossom, right? To, to fill its canopy, to, to nice. be me, you know? I like that, I and, like that. Uh, to, to be fully me um, is, is also part of uh, what I think of as, I think it was Eric Fromm who said, you know, I want to be fully born before I die. That's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and and I, I, you know, being seventy four, I'm I'm feeling that I'm feeling like, oh, this is the canopy. This is the size of Liz. She's not going to yes. get bigger because we're in a growth. A growth. That's that constant. Let's keep going. Let's get to right. the other side of New York as fast as I can and not stop at the light. You know, it's right. it's that impulse of sympathetic, like there's someplace else I should be. Mm -hmm. But that I don't think is how growth. It shows up, but the satisfaction of 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 feeling your own uh, being in its fullness. Yeah, I don't think too many people get there because they feel like they never kind of really got fully born. So it takes us back to this embryological story that's still never. It's always unfolding, right? I mean, yeah, and it's it's hooked into the sympathetic nervous system, and it, it creates it creates a spin. And that you know, so the, the the nervous system never really gets to balance. You know, there's you know, we're in so much sympathetic charge, and, and it could be, you know, all the way back to a traumatic birth. I mean, think of all the people. If I walk outside right now and I walk around, if me and you were hanging out together and we were just like pe people watching, you know, we could be like, wow, look at that person. I wonder what their thing. You know, they're they're expressing without knowing their some somatic. Uh, you know, evolution in their life. You know, babies, working with babies is, is quite interesting because they were just in, in the amnion. I'm working with, uh, you know, a baby that's now a month old. I met this baby at two weeks. And, you know, I'm there work. Yeah, you know, supporting this baby and mom. And, yeah, letting the baby open him, his, he you know, in the womb was hanging out on one side and it's clear you can see that in how he is resting in himself now. 
Um, and we just did a little exploration here and there. And mom was jaw dropped to see him roll over to the other side and discover the other side of his body. Aww. And every step of the way, there was like gesture and, you know, mouth opening. And he got onto the other side and I was just supported just with a, like a feather lift supporting the arm, his arm wanted to do something, you know, out like this. I was supporting, and he slept. She's she was looking at me like that is unbelievable, but yeah. it's resting in the slow rhythm, you know. When we can, you know, we Ray used to call it downshifting, and I like downshifting. You know, I used to drive a garbage truck, so downshifting. <laughs> yes, we didn't add that. Your orient before you got into continuum, you worked for the New York. Sanitation uh, department. I'm a retired New York City sanitation worker. I just love you for so like like you know people are so berate garbage men. I have always felt a deep a bond, partly because I had you know children who loved to go out and wave and you know they'd wave back and you know all of that. Right. I felt so appreciative, and you know we kind of want to think that that movement is somehow separate from life, and. Right. What you bring to the conversation and what we want to play with when we teach together is this idea that everything that you're doing, no matter what it is, is an expression of, of, of these early gestures. And, the, and like Yap Vanderbilt says, the gestures never stop. You're the embryo right. in you. It's a, so everyone is unfolding. Yes. Yeah, in, in, in their own way, at their own timing and and... Uh, how beautiful that is to look at every being as a creative being who is emerging. Well, I mean, you know, we as a species, uh, again, let's, if we went out, my, you know, I was with my 88 year old mother the other day driving in the car and this, we're in traffic. She's like, where is everybody going? <laughs> I'm like, well, everybody is in three dimensional space, mom. And they're orienting around a distance of where they are and where they want to go. And they're orienting around time. Yeah. And they don't realize that that just those three components are very alive when we're in the womb. Mm -hmm. We relate to that. You know, mm -hmm. We're growing to be born. Yes. Oh, nine, oh, it's nine months. Oh, you know. Uh, what's that line? It's a funny line in a song. Uh, Shake it, don't break it. Took your mama nine months to make it. You know, like being a baby. <laughs> but you know, and we're we're still orienting around time. And with Emily, she used to look at this. Um, you know, looking at time, the orientation to time, and going timeless. So having some time to go timeless, and you can do it uh, even when you're in time. Uh, let's say stopped at a light, you can pull over and pause for five minutes and change the spectrum of your day. I mean, or you can just keep going and lose your keys and, you know, yeah. how do we take this, all this creativity? And as we're getting older, uh, you know, I know I'm, you know, 58 and I'm certainly looking at, you know, where my body has been, where it is now and where we're going to go with this. Well, you know, I, I also think that the idea of time is based around light and electricity and electronics as it's evolved. So we've lost the rhythms of the earth. And, and 
that is detrimental to all living beings, including humans, because we're not machines. And, right. and so we're also, you know, the, the birth experience, for example, is, is based on a very fast timing and a very exact timing. You know, some babies take 10 months to grow. Some, some are completed bit. Like we believe that there's this specific specificity of time that is actually not rhythm. And right. you're really talking about in the way I interpret it is polyrhythms and polyrhythms. Yes. polyrhythms. There's not one time. There's right. rhythms of time. And and the mother's timing and the you know the life of the baby's timing, but who she's being attended to and by uh, timing and and the fears that are placed on if something doesn't happen in a specific time that I think drives the sympathetic nervous system in the developing fetus into, I would say, you know, a kind of enculturation that's happening pre-birth by, by the establishment of, you know, I'm old enough to be the generation that was one of the first generations of hospital births. You know, and and the rhythm of timing at a home birth is the rhythm of nature. It's the rhythm when when the time is right. Yeah, and if and if the support team is holding those rhythms, it gives space for mom and baby to be in you know the natural uh, flow of birth. Yes. You know, we orient around those rhythms, and we're you know we're missing the boat, so to speak, because we're going you know we're going so fast. Yes, and the mechanization of birth and the taking it away from the power of the feminine energy, which, you know, which is, like you said, different than the male energy, you know, and we and that, you know, Mother Earth is that there's there's a lot of polyrhythms there. There's a lot of dynamic rhythms. And and when we slow down, it's kind of like what you're saying about the sequencing. You start to see the sequence within the sequence within the sequence within the. You know, and so then these That's different right. rhythms are happening as a musician. I'm sure you feel yeah. all of that. So sure. some of that of how that plays out in, in you know, because because even when we we work with the idea of embodiment, I don't, I, you know, my book Stalking Wild So as Embodying Your Core Intelligence came out. I wrote it in 2018, came out in 2019, and now it, you know, like I don't even like the word embody. Um, you know, to embody something implies I'm somewhere else and I'm going to pour myself into this, this thing, right? This container. And, and that's not what I am, you know? And I just couldn't find, like at that time, it wasn't being used very much, you know? So I'm not sure why I chose it specifically, but it had a different feeling to me now. Now it feels like even in the somatic world, we're kind of rushing to embody ourselves as if we're going to, you know, milk into a different container that's a better container to hold the milk that's very true and that's you know coming back to pausing it's a principle of you know the work i mean in the work of ray's work is you know we have eight principles uh, and pause is one of them and pausing with teaching pause let's say to uh, a young mother who has uh, two children and one of them is you know bouncing off the walls and they don't realize that a lot of the time the children are actually playing out 
the disconnect from mom and baby, mom and dad, then they lose connection because all their attention is going to their baby and the welfare of that. So learning the pause um, is so important because it's like, I'll take a pause and I'll take it from me because I wanna, let's say if I'm listening to someone, I'll just go, I just need a pause because I really wanna hear what you're saying. And if I don't slow down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss it. And I really wanna hear what you're saying. Yeah. And so it creates space yes. and you know, people's tending to let's say babies where they, things could be a little more frenetic and they're trying to get things done. And then mom's cell phone rings and her attention goes in 10 different directions. Um, letting a baby have its time to find its gesture without being rushed uh, you know, it, cre it sets up the nervous system to, you know, be able to rest and settle and not carry on. I mean, we can go really a long way with this, the DNA, you know, the DNA spirals, generations of people in a rush, people surviving. Yes. And, you know, like you can pause and just get a couple of seconds and a couple of exhales of comfort and then proceed from that place from a very different place. And, you know, I call that, I mean, one of the things that I think has been missing in this dynamic of mother and baby is one that they are, you know, we like to kind of think that they're separate, right? That we can do this separately. So anybody can take care of baby, you know, mother could be free to do whatever, but they're, they're, they really are abundant. Uh, you know, they, they are coupling, which often makes the father feel separated from but if we had a culture in which we supported that then he comes in and also is a grounding force right oh, yeah. this th to this duo so there is a duo that happens and we we've torn that duo apart in the hospital mm -hmm. um, but we're co-regulators so as a mammal at whether that's father or mother or sister, you know, anybody that's another body that has a more a grown nervous system, we're co-regulators. And when we believe that a baby can be individuated by putting it to cry it out or to separate it from, to learn sleep patterns. So the sleep patterning that's going on, what we don't understand is that the organism grows in relationship to a more developed nervous system. We are co-regulators as mammals, all mammals are. And so the mammalian to this, when I've grown up not having that, when I've grown up being neglected or deserted or whatever the story is in our own developmental field, what I find interesting is Mother Earth is a good co-regulator. So, so one, I can get on the ground. I can literally wrap my arms around a tree and any living system will begin to regulate my nervous system. So another human as an adult is, is wonderful, but it can also come from many layers of that polyrhythm because life itself co-regulates, right? Yes. And so what we're seeing also is the, the how, how insistent the, the, the electronics are in our world, how they override so many of these ways of slowing down naturally. So we really do have to be the, like I say, you really actually have to be the one that creates the, the parasympathetic field because yeah. 
because the culture, when you walk out that door in Queens, that is not the parent. Yeah, it's not happening there. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm a secret agent in here right now. Yeah. You know, I go out there and it's like, okay. Yeah. And we have to incorporate that, right? Yeah. So, so we can't live in the womb and we can't live in right. this realized womb. So what are the strategies? There's the pause is one of like where you really recognize that interrupts this insistence. I love the idea of the insistence on homeostasis. Yes. Homeostasis becomes a cultural belief system or structure, right? And Emily broke that up a lot. And it's yeah. like Ray was really exploring other than the insistence, right? Right. How do you how do you work with that insistence? Because we know that if you can't take the if you can't take the system far away from homeostasis, it can't innovate. So this takes right. us to that creative impulse. Where does it actually? It's not about being totally safe. It's about being able to be regulatory and and creative in the moment. So mm -hmm. that can innovate, right? Yeah. Well, it's you know developing our system to be flexible enough to be able to, you know, ride the different tempos that are going on outside. You know, you got 10 people, you got 10 different tempos. But the, the nice thing is uh, we know that everyone has a nervous system. So, you know, one of the ways of being able to work with a lot of it is just doing what we're doing is connecting with people. This whole thing with the COVID thing, I'm finding people are having a hard time looking at each other at times. Wow. You know, they have to reorient to actually be in the same room and look at each other. You know, I mean, I, I, I have a band. I was just with the band and I'm constantly, I'm like John the Baptist. I'm like, can you just look at each other? The wow. way we're going to be able to figure this song out is to connect. Yeah. So it's connecting. Yeah. And another way is, as a man, being able to get support. You know, we were talking about a man being in the co-regulating uh, mother and dad. A dad that is well supported can well support his wife and baby. Uh -huh. You know, dads have a hard time thinking that they need support. What do I need support for? Yeah, yeah. Well, just the fact that you asked that question uh, really, you know, is a very, you know, well, and their birth experience is, is it manifesting as well? I mean, they're having responses and, you know, yeah, it, you know, without any conscious awareness that that's even what's playing out is their own internal embryo. But when, how do you bring this idea of, of, of um, yourself, like the, how do you play with insistence? Like, because what people will say is, oh, I see this pattern or, oh, I do this or I do that. Or, you know, and, and I'm like, you don't have to correct that. You have to just go into the field and right. as the field opens up, whatever it is you're trying to correct begins to dissolve. But how do you think about it? Well, I mean, if I'm sitting with someone and they, let's say they have something that they're in this insistence to a point where it's causing them pain, they have pain in their body, they have, um, they're having a hard time being in a relationship or whatever, you know, finding what they actually want, you know, because a lot of times you'll hear things that people are saying that they don't want. So I'll say to them, well, what do you want instead of that? You know, what do you want instead of all this insistence? What else is there? I mean, it's a continuum thing like, okay, there's insistence, 
but can you feel what else is there? Can you slow down enough to feel your feet? Um, you know, we were talking before, you know, people are like, uh, <laughs> they're rushing home to meditate, you know, so they can um, find out, you know, what their purposes are. Why am I here? You know, it's like, Emily used to say, well, you have to find out if you're here. <laughs> <laughs> then why you're here might become a little more, uh, it might actually show its uh, veil, you know? <laughs> yeah, that that is the slowing down. That is the turning towards and the opening the uh, awareness from, you know, I the way I think of it is you're you're I'm turning my tor cortex, okay, this idea that I can focus or I can, you know, we've been trained so much to be uh, cortex oriented, a top-down model on on the human organism to control it. Right, you're learned at a very early age to to suppress your impulses, to think they're bad, to you know, eros is like you know, stop touching yourself. Yeah, like everything is like you know. So we're shutting the system down. When I when I turn that towards myself, there is a way of tending what I call tending myself that allows me to be both multi-layer in my observation, so I can witness in a way and we talked about this doing this in the workshop together you know the common like you said the common things that you're you do that you don't even notice you do but that they actually are part of a a deeper sequencing or deeper expression what i call primal uh gesture or what's called primal gestures in embryology and i started calling them primal expressions so when i did that i i, I don't remember the moment it happened but I was starting to allow myself to just move, kind of what you were allowing that baby to do, right? With maybe a little suggestion of a, a soft uh, kind of deflated ball, or I, I, that's how I was able to interact with my body was having something that had a little fluid to it, yes. yeah, air in it. And, and in that, all of a sudden I would notice this constant need to curl in, right? Or, you know, and then it was only when I started to track that, did I start to feel the impulse of coming back out. But at first, I didn't, you know, this kind of, or the warding off that people are like the rigidity of warding off when it's frozen. But when it's an expression, it's longing. It yes. turns into longing. And right. so I, pro I play with primal gesture because it, it, it innately, allows my organism to come alive. It's actually how I was able to dissolve a lot of the insistence in this, in, in a, in a hypervigilance body. You know, it, it dissolved. I remember the moment I was no longer hypervigilant. And it was, it was in a, it was actually in the studio in Santa Monica with, with, um, so I was with Emily at the time and I was, falling back into my back of my heart. And it was the first time I could actually feel myself kind of like that infant where someone is just feather touching. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. I felt like I was held for the yeah. first time. Yeah, it's and like floating on corks. Yeah, Did say it again? Like floating on corks. Oh, yeah, there was something there though that was meeting me. So, so within myself, there's the piece of how do I interact with the world? But for me, 
part of that is how do I interact with myself? How do I kind of like pause and look into my own eyes? You know, like, like that's, that's part of that, you know, am I here? Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I think on a daily basis, looking at the sequence of a day, there's always preparation, you know, like we tend to get, we, we wake up in the morning and, you know, we kind of, you know, shape ourselves out of, you know, our sleep state. Uh, and then, you know, do a little assessment like, oh man, I, oh, I feel a little, uh, uh-huh, what's happening here today. Um, so we pre- can prepare ourselves for the day taking time, taking time to just, you know, feel that, you know, involution, evolution, uh, you know, that pattern, which is, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a blueprint of, of movement, you know, this blueprint of primary movement, right, to, to curl in and, uh, uh, you know, to open this way. Uh, and then there's reaching, you know, there's a lot of things in between those two that you can breathe with, but the acknowledgement of checking how how do I feel? Can I feel my feet on Mother Earth? You know, five minutes of or ten minutes of preparation. Let's say we, you know, I have to go out the door. I mean, Emily used to say, I don't I don't go out the door unless I prepare myself for like two hours. She says, I will not leave until I'm prepared to go. So, you know, now looking back. A lot of it was just, you know, being able to settle down in the nervous system, you know, not rush, be able to look at the sequence of your day. What do you have to do? You know, because sometimes I can look at a day and I can feel anxiety, like, oh, my God, you know, I see the whole day, like, stacked on top of me. And then I, I pause and just, like, back up. It's going to happen one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. One word comes out at a time. Unless I'm speaking in tongues. It's one word at a time. You know? So, uh, you know, preparation, uh, again, Emily used to say, preparation is everything. And I always said, that's a t-shirt. It really is. Well, let's talk about your t-shirt. I just really like <laughs> jellyfish, okay? Because I said, you know, that is the diaphragm. Yeah. I, the diaphragm should be a jellyfish. So what we're, what, part of what we're talking about is the re-entering of, of not only polyrhythms, but also biomorphic movement, biomorphic expression. And, and the fact that all life has certain gestures or movements. There's the wave, there's the undulation, there's the spiral, there's this flow. And part of preparation is being able to receive that flow within my own tissue. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And play with things, uh, you know, gestures of the face, species inclusivity. Oh, I want to. Creativity, you know, the, you know, I have things and I know there's other teachers that are working with whale energy, but, you know, my nickname here in Queens has been, is whale. I mean, that's my, so I've been attracted to whales. Uh Uh, So, you know, a simple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's getting all this musculature, you know, and then being able to, you know, the arms can turn into fins, the, the legs can turn into a whale tail. Mm. You can do that in five minutes. And it's like, you come back to yourself and you're different. You're like different. It's like, oh my God. 
everybody needs to know this that we can kind of just like lose our skin every once in a while and be go into different shapes and different gestures you know the birds we used to use the fwing you know the it's a wing and it's a fin at the same time and it's our arms <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah and and that's that um we're going to do a class on august 10th which is um on this this idea of the shape of my of my movement yeah oh exciting I thought your side piece to it uh, was so beautiful in terms of exhaling the sound of inner wisdom. Yeah, wow. About that, that's such a beautiful. So the movements of your shape, exhaling the sound of inner wisdom. Do you want to speak to that? Well, it's the approach of being able to settle in and be in. Um, you know, the movement and feel, you know, be involved, be curious to, you know, like, wow, I'm this shape, I'm this size. Mm -hmm. um, it's very interesting to me. Um, you know, we were once smaller than a grain of sand, and here we are in this shape and size moving now, moving now. And every time we inhale and exhale, right, there's cells dying off. There's new cells being born. So it's a matter of, um, you know, that that place of where we're going with it is, uh, you know, the, the curiosity and the mystery of the unfolding of movement. We don't, you know, if you have that time and you take some time, yeah. uh, you can actually feel wh what your body needs. You know, where does it want to go? Yes. You know, what do I need? What did I need? And what will I need? You know, those are three questions of, of movement, you know, moving through things. You know, I'm here now. What do I need? Oh, what will I need? Oh, okay. What will I need? But what do I need now? Am I breathing? You know, you know, primary things. Uh, and then looking for things and playing with embryonic things are very creative. I mean, it's like an like Yap says, it's an endless thing. You can go and from a continuum standpoint, there's so many entry points. I mean, you can be one cell. We could do that. I can do that for a day and just hang out and be, oh, let's be a cell today. One cell and explore all the different things. You know, the cytoplasm is interesting to me today. Uh -huh. You know, something I saw, I looked at a cell and I'm like, oh, I love that. And I I just ooze into my body and just go, oh, that feels so good. My body is this body, these feet, my, these bones, this brain is all these cells yeah. that, are, that, are, that have sound and they have movement and they have water, uh, you know, and they, you know, the diaphragm and all this, you know, it's like somebody created a picture of with a smiling diaphragm. It's like beautiful to me. Like, I'm like, wow, I love this t-shirt. Somebody is putting a smiling face on a, on a jellyfish, but it's also the diaphragm, right? Yes, it is. It is. And when, and when uh, I've worked with the ability to like make sound that takes the jellyfish and begins to vibrate it. Yes. So my, my diaphragm wasn't a rigid shelf. It became this, it just, and I said, oh my God, it's moving like a gel, like I see jellyfish move at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's like, it's doing this movement like this. Yeah. And 
what does that do to all my organs? And what does it do, you know, my whole psoas and the dot, you know, the juiciness of our internal being. So, so to me, a lot of what we're seeing is dryness yes. in the organism and, and, and staticness. And I think we see that as you bringing back to the COVID body, you know, the, the ways, the strategies people came up with to survive or to feel safe or to, you know, and, and, um, and whenever we've had a strategy, I think of it as it was life preserving, right? Like, yes, right. and I was, you know, and you're told, you know, you better stop crying now, you know, or I'll give you something to cry about. I mean, how does they do that? Right. You know, they do it with their diaphragm. They do it with yep. holding a breath. They do it with that stricture. And is it the best strategy? Not ultimately, but it worked in that moment. And like, and then there's the next moment. And so why carry on these strategies that don't really serve me in this moment? Right. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, how, do I shift, how do I shift that is going into these micro movements, going into these pauses, going into these spaces that, you know, maybe you don't have two hours to prepare, but, you know, for Emily, she was a movements teacher. So that was her work. That was her preparation for the day. You know, but like you said, it can happen in a few moments. It can happen in the moment you wake up with the intention of what do what is like just turning towards and being curious. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like walking, like we're you know we're in ourselves, we're exploring, and it's also it's connected to the metaphor of like walking in nature. And you're in you're in yourself and you're also like in this place of connecting to nature and then you you come through some grass and you look through the grass and go oh my god look at that creek of water and you feel that inside your body so when you're at the aquarium you're getting accurate reflection of a fluid body that's yeah. inside yourself it's like oh yeah that that thing and you know and then you, you move you go wow my hands are a little stiff but they feel better now yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hydration of connective tissue is, you know, there's strategies around doing that, but there's also presence, the presence of the fact that that is what I am. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm not moving, I'm being moved. Right. And to me, that's really, really a powerful shift in consciousness. Because if I think I have to move a certain way to feel better, it's very different than when I am moved by my own organism. And that's what I think uh, will continue on that kind of idea of where you allow, you allow yourself to be in a field of energy, of space, of grounding, of really grounding. So it's not a, it's not a bypass. It's a very, right. it's very present in the moment. It's very much in my bones yeah. of, of, and then, so I have to be, I have to be, you know, I like working on the floor, for example, you know, it's, it's grounding. And for people whose nervous systems are, are really, nervous, I like to suggest some weight, like some sandbags or pillows or a weighted blanket, like literally get in your bones first, because then your organism will start to orient around this moment, because it, I call it landing and locating. If you can't land and locate, it's hard to allow yourself to go into a fluid state of being in which you you personally, Frank, start to dissolve into whatever life is, right? right. 
you, there's an interconnectivity that's so much beyond our, our personal story. And yet, like you said, it's an incredible holding. It's a, it's a place of some, an energy that's definitely wants you to thrive. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's amazing, you know, from the wound continuum work, it's, you know, I can take any embryology book and I have a lot of them and look at something and go, well, I went through that process uh, <laughs> um, and that looks pretty cool to play with today uh -huh. and close the book and go, okay, I'm going to play with, you know, the development of my umbilical cord, you know, you can just... Uh -huh. Wow. Oh, oh, say a couple of things about the umbilical cord. I love this. The root, because that to me is the first longing when it roots into the mother's womb. That's right. like my first connection into earth. It's like I'm this impulse of the umbilicus relationship. Yes. So, 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 so your hand is pulsing yeah. like an umbilical cord. And, and when Yap described it to me, you know, that it comes out, that the umbilicus and the placenta comes from me, comes from that. Yeah. Cell that yeah. yeah that it's not like something that's over there that I attach to right it's right. I long for I long right. to to show up here well it's part of your body it's part of you know that whole movement of life you know the tree of life right they're calling yeah, it all this there it is. But, yeah. you know our belly buttons are here yeah. and 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 you know and you can you know just take poetic license of three-dimensional space and create an, uh, an umbilical cord and, mm -hmm. and, and get into, you know, juicy movement while you're also connected to the fact that you're in your present day age. Mm. You know, you can pendulate your awareness. You don't have to regress. You can be all of it. Yeah. Well, you pendulate your awareness. You pendulate. You, uh, you're I like, oh my God, this is so... I'm like a baby uh, and you hang out, you can hang out in that a little bit, but then it's like, Oh yeah. And um, yeah. Oh, I got to pay my bills uh, tomorrow. Uh, you know, so you. <laughs> exactly. I, I love it. It's not either or. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's uh, one o'clock. Um, Oh, this is great. Hanging out with Liz feeling this embryological stuff. And, Oh, I have to pick my laundry up in about three hours. <laughs> no, it's relevant, you know, but it's the pendulation of where we put our attention also. You I, know, it's okay to put my attention on wound continuum work. And then it's like, all right, let's pause that and go out or play my guitar or uh, take a walk or, uh, you know, call, hey, let's have dinner. Let's hang out. You know, I need a hug, you know. <laughs> To me, is the innovative piece. It's to be able to have what uh, bringing Emily back into the field here was what she called the um, uh, oh, what was it called? It's the it's her range, the field, uh, her range of um, uh, like the like the field of her capacity. There's yeah, a word yeah. for it, but that field of capacity where she could. Uh, uh, virtuoso, you know, that idea. Yeah, the broadband virtuoso. Yes, the broadband virtuoso. That's yes. what I'm referring to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like that ability yeah. to, to be this, but also to be that and to be, right. be multi-directional and like the octopus, you know, like yeah. you can get really small and you can slither through something, but you can get big and you can, you know, grab That's hold right. of the dark and, you know, yeah. 
like you can it, it's not this one path it's the right. capacity for the being to really experience life yeah and so you know i mean it's it's being able to feel our back being able to feel our front the mm-hmm. side body you know all this you know we're in all this there's so much to explore yes there there's is so much to explore i mean it's the spiral you know we can go on and on you know, we could just be like growing hair. We could sit here like in 10 years, like, wow, oh, can you believe we're still on this Zoom call? You know, just. <laughs> okay, that's that's the that's the that's the impulse to bring us to closure, because I yes. guess you've got places to be and so do I. Right. So thank you so much. This was such fun. Do you have any last words that you want to speak to our we're going to do this class. We're going to do yes, it. Right. We're going to. From 10 to 12. That's central time because that's how my computers, you know, my website's set up at this mm-hmm. point. So people want to come and join us. And then we're going to, in September, do a uh, board day. So this is the long pause. This is the right. go, that going deep. And I have deeper a. Deeper exploration. It's what? The deeper exploration, you know exploration and we're going to come into it each day for about four hours so that gives people time to really slow down it gives people to an opportunity to call layer their experience mm-hmm. and their experience and be supported by their experience and that's september 7th through the 10th so each day people have to arrange their life to spend four hours and then let that really deepen into the next and we're going to play a lot because oh yeah we'll uh play fun to play with cook up some fun things we will (laughs) we'll stay juicy but anything you want to close with um you know just keep exhaling let's let's uh keep our dna juicy you know and uh love each other and take this out and really love ourselves and support each other be in the living life be in the living life Mm. thank you frank much love to you so much love